Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. It's Engineer Sam. Midnight Snack is on hiatus this week, but please join us in wishing Michelle a very happy birthday. We dug into the archives today and brought you a re-release of the gracious and funny American drag queen Shangela. She just became the first drag queen to attend a U.S. vice president event, and this app has plenty of good celebrity behind-the-scenes encounters and all of your perfect Michelle travel stories. So enjoy. Hi, everybody. When I heard that this guest confirmed... I was genuinely excited. I'm excited because this is someone who I really want to be friends with in real life. And I use this podcast as a way to ingratiate myself into people's personal <laughs> lives. And um, we have the one and only Shangela on the show this week. Um, and Shangela is, you you know, I've met a lot of those drag race girls and they're all hilarious and brilliant. They're genuinely probably the most brilliant performers and creative minds. But on a personal level, probably Shangela is my favorite to like just talk to do you know what i mean like when it comes to just shooting the shit because sometimes they're more in performer mode and not like personality mode you know what i mean by that like a genius performer change change has got it all so that's going to be it's just going to be i think one of the best weeks we have here in midnight snack but until we welcome shangela hi i'm here with dan acton i'm michelle collins um 
You can follow me if you want on Instagram. I've been posting a lot of tweets on the gram lately. That's been a twist. Uh, at Mish Call and Dan is at Dan underscore Acton if you want to see what we look like. Danny boy, it's been a real week. As you know, I went to Philadelphia over the weekend alone. I, I had a scarring hotel experience. I went to a hotel in Philly Friday. I'll make it quick where it was the Sophie tell. I'm going to shout him out because it was such a horrible experience. And I got there. It was valet checked in. Mm-hmm. First, they put me in a room where there was a crying baby across the hallway. And I have to tell you, you could hear it in the room. And the whole point of this weekend uh, was for me to get away from like noise and stuff. So I didn't right, even right. I didn't even put my bag down. Like I literally closed the door. I could he- clearly hear the baby like it was in the room. And I immediately uh, went are you going to see the baby immediately turned around, yeah. went to the lobby. And the guy yeah. said, no problem. Put me in a new room, go up to the new room. But because I had already changed rooms, I didn't want to be like true Karen, like nightmare to leave. The room was filthy. The room, <laughs> someone had clearly, either someone had stayed in the room and like they did a 2% cleaning after that person left. And I'll Whoa. tell you, the, the mini bar, you know, because of COVID, like there's no um, room service, like all the things that you've come to get used to in a hotel, oh. you don't have anymore. No maid yeah. service. They won't, you know, they'll send towels up. But, and I was right, completely right, fine right. with that. I, I, anything, I was just happy to be in a yeah. different space. So I was cool with all that. But like, you could see by the front door sneaker marks, not for my shoes, like marks in the dirt in the floor. Like it was very gross. And then the mini bar had like a sticker on it to prove that it like was fresh and the sticker seal was broken and there was a diet Coke removed, which I was like, okay. (laughs) And I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't want to get charged for it, but I was like, wait, wait. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. So the remote wasn't in like a bag. I noticed in the other room, the remote was like in a Ziploc or something. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to be chill. So I go back downstairs. I ordered a turkey sandwich, go back down to the lobby. And I say to the guy, hey, by the way, oh, because I had taken a towel with water in it to like wipe the wood by the front door. If I show you how dirty this towel is, I'm going to show it to you in the um, in the MacBook camera. Can you see that? Oh, that's really gross. Black. Yeah. And that's the other side. (laughs) Filthy, filthy, dirty. So I went downstairs and I said, hey, by the way, the room is like a little bit dirty. And I showed him the towel pictures and he went, oh, here. And he gave me like cleaner and a rag in like the most beautiful Sophie shopping bag. I got a rag and cleaner. Yeah. I didn't say anything. See, people who are like, Mish always has problems. I didn't say anything. I actually said, you know what? It's a different time. I'm I'm just, you know what I mean? I just wanted to sleep. It was like 1030 at night. I was like, I just got to get yeah, to bed. But what would you have done? I mean, I, I guess the staff is gone, right? What would I have done? I, like, they have to have another room for you. Well, like, I, that's I, what I would have done is ask for another room. Like, unless, yeah, unless they're paying me by the hour to like clean the, the room. Like, well, like, I just you know. felt I had already changed rooms once. I didn't want to be like a problem like that. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to suck it up. So I went back at yeah. my mother. I was texting my mom. My mom was like, you're Uh-oh. a fucking idiot for not, you should leave the hotel now. And I said, I can't, it's 10 30. Where am I going? So when I snapped was when I pulled the blankie back and there was a stain on the sheets and I saw a hair and I watch and I watch instant hotel and I have a picture of that too, by the way. And I watch and it was, I have a picture of the stain. It's not such an obvious stain that if I showed it to you, it looked like a clear on white stain. I don't want to say what I thought it was, but you can pretty much fill in the blanks. So I took a picture of it. Hopefully they weren't blanks. That's a great joke. Anyway, I took a picture. Thank you. But I'm like, I'm not going to eat my turkey sandwich on a fucking cum stained sheet because I went to college, you know, and I was raised in a home. So I called downstairs and I go and I was like really upset. And this French guy answered Emily in Paris, Emily in Paris, French guy answered. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, hello. And I went, 
there's a stain. I told him and I go, he goes, okay, come down. Oh no. He goes, do you want um, to go with the cleaning person to a new room to inspect it before you take it? And I went, no, I just want to go in a clean room. Like he's like, do you want to inspect? I said, I don't want to inspect. I just want to go into a room where there's not fucking cum on the sheets. I didn't say that. I'm saying it to you, obviously, you know, cum free, like, and COVID free, ideally. (laughs) So I wait for a half an hour. I'm in my jeans and my pajama shirt. I don't want to eat a turkey sandwich on a stained sheet. I'm sitting in the room and I'm just like, I can't. I can't, and I, 30 minutes I waited and I thought, and then I snapped and I said, I have to go down to the lobby because clearly like they're not doing shit and they're like, go let this girl go fuck herself. So I got right, all right. my stuff out and I'm waiting for the elevator. The doors open. It was the guy who initially checked me in, not wearing a mask, waving me into the elevator going, come in, come in, holding a bunch of rags. I went, hold on a minute uh, again with the rags. I, I think he was coming to clean the room. I don't know what was going on there. And I said, I said, no, I'm not going to come in put your mask on. He goes, no, it's fine. Come in. And I went, no. And I, that's when I was like, I said, that's it. I went downstairs. I was like Robert Downey Jr. in the Iron Man costume. By the time I got to the lobby, I was like, like walking up. I was like, I want my money back now. Like, give me my Absolutely. Yes. I was like, I want my money back. I want it all back. I had my turkey sandwich. He was in the guy. I told him the story and he went, Madame, you're all right. I'm sorry. Uh, And they were fun to my money. And I ended up, but now it's like 11 at night. I have, you know, I packed like, I packed like last second. So I had the Samsonite duffel with me. I mean, I looked, I looked a mess and um, I ended up staying at the nicest hotel where it was like the opposite experience. The room's beautiful. Me and the front desk guy had like a little thing going on. You know, I love flirting <laughs> with front desk boys. It's so fun. And it was the Hotel Monaco. I'll give them a shout out, which is a Kimpton hotel. But I will tell you that there were all these weddings going on and all these fucking idiot, drunk, frat boys and sorority girls wow. stumbling into the lobby as I'm like trying to just wait for the elevator and go to the room without masks on. And I, it's really like being oh, in a zombie movie. We are yeah, living in yeah, 28 yeah. days later. Yeah, that sucks. And I'm actually convinced that I have, I'm going to get tested Monday, but I really am like, if I got it because I acted like a dumb bitch, even though I did, I did everything normal, but I'm saying, you did, yeah, you did everything normal. Like that, that's what I would be. I mean, beyond just the like grossness of the, the I know. room, like uh, somebody's clearly been in there and like, who was it? Did anybody clean it? I feel like they just didn't turn the room. It was like someone clearly made the bed, but whoever my theory is that they're just short staffed. And so whoever was doing the rooms maybe was by themselves and was just like, fuck this. That's what I really think. Um, But anyway, so that was it. Have you ever had a bad hotel experience? Well, it reminded me because like not to bring up another like former job, I've had like a million and I used to work at a super eight overnight. Oh my God. I never knew that in my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would go into rooms not to do anything like that. I would turn on because Beverly Hillbillies or, or Green Acres was on at 3.30. So I would like leave the front desk so dark. to go into one of the rooms. By the way, you're Green actually Acres. describing my actual worst nightmare. To, to take a break <laughs> from working the front desk at a Super 8 to go watch Green Acres in one of the rooms. If you had to paint a, a Halloween horror flick where what is Mish's worst case scenario... It's not, but anyway, continue with your actual life. <laughs> anyway, it's horrible. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's horrible. But but like you know, I, I would even like get up off the bed and smooth it off to make sure that you know, just in yeah, case yeah. anybody came in in the next few hours or like 
you know, if I made a glass of water, I'd like wipe out the sink and stuff like that. You have to leave it nice. I'm wondering if something somebody that's was interesting just, like, careless about it. I wonder. It was filthy dirty. I mean, when I ran it, when I ran the towel across the surface, it was dirty. Like they just the yeah. room was not nice. And frankly, I thought yeah. that the guys working there were just fucking assholes. So I was like, okay. I guess, you yeah. know, this ain't going to work. I will say, I like how I said I did everything normal. Meanwhile, it's like, Mish, going to like a hotel in a pandemic ain't normal. Like get, you know, get it in your head. <laughs> well, but, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I, I had a wonderful time in Philly, by the way. I'd never really spent time there and um, I found it quite charming. I really did. Yeah. I thought it was a very cute little town. I don't know. Very cheap. I may die. I may oh, die as a result of going there, but I have no regrets otherwise. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the weather's been beautiful. Beautiful. It's stunning. And I'm just really just trying to get my life together before I turn 40 next summer. I mean, <laughs> is that going to happen for me ever? Um, okay. Now, this is really funny, Dan, because, you know, I, I always like to do a little advice, a little etiquette question. So this week, yeah. given that we're talking on the topics of hotels, why do I feel so professional as I'm talking right now? I feel like I'm in real, <laughs> right? I'm like, it's no. very, Yeah. <laughs> So this is from the Toronto Life, something called the Urban Diplomat. <laughs> Did someone say my name? No. Okay. <laughs> the title is, and this is tying into our hotel room question. Do couples have a right to better rooms? Now, as someone who often travels single or with a girlfriend, you know what I mean? Where we'll either get yeah. different rooms or like with my friend Allie, who I'm actually having dinner with tonight. Allie looks like my daughter, though. She's like two feet tall. You know what I mean? We often share a room because I've also known her for 20 years. And I will say that when I am with her, I do like having a bigger room because obviously we have twice as much stuff. So, you know, or with any friend traveling and staying in the same room. So here's the question. I recently returned from a weekend trip with three couples and my cousin. It sounds like fun. The Airbnb. Okay, this is an Airbnb. Oh, this is a good question because it actually also ties into so many of my favorite things in the world, which I'll mention in a moment. (laughs) The Airbnb had three rooms with king size beds, plus another room with bunks. LOL. When we checked in, the couples automatically took the bigger rooms while my cousin, who is six foot five and I got stuck with the bunk beds. That makes sense. By the way, I absolutely agree. Well, okay. Well, and I'm six foot one, but I'm sorry. You're not going to make a couple sleep in a bunk bed. Anybody who watches below deck, I will say this. Absolutely. This is unfortunately the way it works. I think of it the other way is like, you're not going to force two cousins to sleep in the same bed. Well, that's also right. It's like, they're, they're not yeah. a couple. It's just weird. Like what to be like, do you want guys yeah. want the King kind of, what kind of yeah. weekend is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, being wow. six foot five sucks, but you know what? I've slept in small beds. You can still make it work on a bunk. It's called curling the fuck up. Okay. So anywho, it says we get stuck <laughs> with the bunk beds, even though everyone paid the same amount for the rental. Mm. I hid my anger for the entire trip. Do couples have a right to better rooms? <laughs> I will Go say ahead. this. I will say, what are you yeah. laughing about? No, I'm just thinking about like the six foot five. That's tough for a bunk Listen, bed. That's I'm not, for like a child. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I have to see the bunk. First of all, in order to yeah. debunk the bunk, I must see the bunk. <laughs> Bunky Brewster. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I have to side with the couples. It's a, it's an unfortunate situation is what it real, really boils down to. Okay, but the, the truth is they should have gotten an Airbnb with four king size beds. That would have been ideal. Well, yeah, of course. I don't know. But the word is like automatically. They automatically went into the nicer room. I think there should have been discussion an offer. Well, like an offer just to be nice. I don't know. Oh, what I was going to say, though, is that my favorite moment on any show, on any reality show, when it comes to the real world, 
Um, I think it used to be in Big Brother, certainly on Real Housewives, whenever they go on vacation, um, is room picking. When uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the real world room picking, those first episodes were like the someone would get there first and then run through the whole house to find the room. It was like supermarket sweep for yeah. rooms. It was so fun. It's like, and frankly, I love the fights that people get into over rooms. That shit fuels my shit. Here's what the urban diplomat has to say. It sucks that you got shafted on the accommodations, but, and this might be an overstep. This is very re- urban. It sucks that you got shafted. <laughs> He's the urban diplomat. Do you really want to sleep in a bed with your cousin? Yeah, that's what we'd like to know. Your very tall cousin? Yeah. You want to fuck your cousin? This is, if I were the urban, like, here's what I want to, do you want to fuck your cousin? Is that what this is about? Because that's a different column, babe. I'm Dennis Miller now. Okay. It sounds like the bed divisions were an intuitive decision. The couple share a bed every night. You and your cousin presumably do not. If you all travel together regularly, stay mum. Hmm. Until the next Airbnb excursion. And then make sure all the rooms are adult sized. Exactly. That's a good idea. Wait, can I do one more, please? One more that's funny. I know this is going to be the longest week ever. I'm already, I'm like, I'm already dying. This is from Miss Manners. Dan, are you ready? The title is, is there a polite way to ask my loved ones to let me keep parts of their body after they die? (laughs) (laughs) That's our show, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't believe this. I am... My lips, they can keep my lips because they're off my body because I can't (laughs) believe what I just read. Okay. And by the way, and Miss Manners, who is to me like 700 years old, like the mother in psycho spinning around in a chair in a wig. It's like, you're going to ask that to Miss Manners. (laughs) Take it. (laughs) That's very much dance type. Skelly in a W in psyche. Dear Miss Manzies, I am of an unorthodox religious persuasion satanist which holds the belief that the dead may be contacted wow this is interesting i wonder what religion that is it has to be some sort of witchy something uh and that there are various aids to this process anything tied to the dead person may be used although the more intimately tied i'm already um, my eyeballs are out the easier it is to establish the connection can i have your dick (laughs) can i just have your dick after you fucking die is that fine dan The most intimate items, of course, would be segments of the deceased's own body. Oh, I see. So they're they're saying you could have like an old button. You know, I always go to buttons because of Teresa Caputo. She always goes, you know, every time she meets someone, she goes, "Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, She rubs her lips together. She goes, did he like buttons? Did he like? I've never liked buttons. Let me tell you right now, if I die and you run into the Long Island medium and she says the word buttons, leave the room. I have never admired a button ever. I like, yeah, maybe like a nice gold button, but I've never collected buttons. I you know, like them. a big jar, a big jar of buttons. Ugh, no. Beautiful. A big jar of buttons. God. <laughs> so, com- so comforting. Did they have one at the front desk of the Super 8? Because you're just painting this picture of my actual fucking worst nightmare. Okay, wait. So then is there a polite way to make it clear to a loved one that you hope when they pass on to inherit some part of them? I racked my brain on this one and even done some research and I am failing to come up with anything. I mean, this is insane. I suspect that if any rules apply, they would be the same that concern making it clear to a loved one that you hope to inherit any specific item. Meaning like after you die, can I get your car? I'm thinking, right? Right. Which is to say it's just rude to ask. Yeah. But I think in this case, it's something not likely to enter most people's minds. Yeah. (laughs) I would also like to make it clear that I wouldn't be making this request to say anyone who may believe that it's necessary to their, this this sentence is insane. 
I have to read this again. I would also like to make it clear that I wouldn't be making this request to say anyone who may believe that it's necessary to the resurrection that their corpse remain intact. Oh, that's interesting. Oh I see. God. That's like all super right. religious shit. Okay. No, but that's they're like all like indifferent. Yeah. They're just like a, rather I would be asking friends and family who are, for instance, Buddhist or atheist and therefore not likely to be. But yeah, but I have so many thoughts on this overly concerned <laughs> with what becomes of their physical remains or co-religionists who may be sympathetic to my inquiry, but still distressed at conversations involving their own mortality. Can we lock this person up? Can we find this person and take them and lock them the <laughs> fuck up? Put this person away. Miss Manners, call, call the authorities <laughs> on this person. This is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever read. First of all, first of all, what? How are, <laughs> what? are they going to do it? And by the way, can I say something? Can I say something? Yeah. If the person is still living, here's the thing. If it yeah. was like a grandmother from 50 years ago who maybe you barely knew, I could see being yeah. like, can I get grandmama's like old collar, her lace thing so I can like maybe. Sure, whatever. If the person's alive, ask them what you want to ask them now. Why do you need a part of yeah. their body? They're here. <laughs> what do you yeah, want right. to know? That's that's the that's the answer. That's the answer. <laughs> that's what, the do you, answer. what do you want? I'm here. I don't want to give you my finger. What do you need to know from me now? <laughs> your question what is it <laughs> this is crazy or do you just want to collect dead people's body parts which is what it sounds like to me if it's a lock yeah, of hair i would be freaked out but i would be willing to give it over yeah, hair sure. fine i mean and if they're cremated or something they could probably arrange to have like a little yeah a little ash I mean, I but know. that's not what they want they want it sounds to me like they want something uh, like like a cartilage saint- kind of thing oh cartilage so i was thinking lobes immediately went to lobes Lobes. oh that would be yeah if it was somebody that you really cared about like what would you what i want this or what would you you offer up if somebody Mm, asked you teeth teeth they don't rot those those are like violently but you have to really like pull them out after they're dead you can take my teeth yeah i guess it's all right i've got a crown netflix is the temporary crown (laughs) um (laughs) This is no, but this is like literally the uh, the work of someone who is mentally fucking sick. If anybody yes. ever asked me, and this is not religion shaming, this is also the fact that they would go, okay, I would consider myself agnostic. Like I'm culturally Jewish. I, but I'm not religious in that way, but I do believe in something. I just don't know what, like I'm sort of in that space. Like I do thank yeah. God as an example. I do sometimes think that there are like spirits watching over me sometimes. Like I almost got hit by a car a couple weeks ago. And when I tell you that I was this close to dying, I, this is not a joke. I was walking yeah. down a hundredth street and a car came zooming out of a garage opening, like a car garage without breaking. And I was just, I had my headphones in. And when I tell you yeah. that like the mirror nearly hit me, I mean, I couldn't believe Ooh. it. And, but I I thought to myself, God, like one more step. And I would have a hundred percent at the very least been in the hospital. And like, I had a thought, I was like, someone is watching over me right now. Like that, that felt different. I don't know. Um, cause it just was so close, but I still am not religious in that way. If somebody asked me for my body parts, I'd be like, sweetheart, (laughs) sit down with me. We need to talk. This is madness. Would you be willing to give a body part away? I don't know how it happens though. Is it well? Is it is it different from like organ donation? I that's what I'm saying. I like, feel like if it's hair or like teeth, like, I wish they would specify what they want. Yeah, this sounds like they want to take a cleaver and like get your your finger or something. Yes, get a pinky. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, I don't know. What did Miss Manners do when she read this letter? I can't even imagine. Let's read her answer. It's just like a long, long, like barf noise. <laughs> it, yeah, hold on. Um, gentle reader. <laughs> That's the answer. That's so weird. I can't believe I read it phonetically perfect. Um, gentle reader. What did you have in mind? Mind if I borrow your eyeballs when you croak? <laughs> That's funny. She is funny, yeah. <laughs> no, she, that is funny. Croak is a funny word. I Croak is a word I never use, and it's actually probably the funniest word for dying. Miss Manners is afraid that she's unable to help find a polite way to say this, as there is a reason it never entered anyone's minds. If you truly think that certain family members or friends might be amenable to it, she supposes... Why is she speaking in third person? Is she like... <laughs> Is she dead? She supposes that you could ease into the conversation by telling them of your beliefs and asking their, I thought it's a genital, asking their, for their genitals, asking their general thoughts on organ donation. <laughs> hey, um, do you mean to have a second? So I'm part of this crazy, I know I'm, I'm part of this like mm, crazy religion and I just always have cared for you so much. Can I have your genitals? <laughs> anyway. If they're squeamish about that, then you can reasonably be certain that they will not want their body parts used to get a call from you in the afterlife. (laughs) That's the whole answer. That's the right answer. These people are sick. I I genuinely can't believe I just read that. That is like, what are people doing? Oh, brother. But uh, let's stand. You know, I adore you. Thank you for, for doing the show. Thank you for having me. Every week I say thanks. I just love Dan. And ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself because I can guarantee you this is one of the best guests we've had on. You're not ready for Shangela. You look stunning. You are giving me very uh, Kelly Clarkson at the hosting the BB. What are they called? BBMAs? The Billboard Music. Oh, yeah. Did she wear wear this big old sleeve? Every look. I don't know what, who told her, or if she said, you know what, no, I'm wearing black and rhinestone all night. So they gave her like eight different looks. And every, at least every time I turned and looked at the TV, she was in a different dress, all black, rhinestone. Can I say this before I introduce you about Kelly Clarkson, who obviously I love. I'm sure you're a fan. It's If you don't like Kelly, look within because she's perfect. But I got to say this. I watch her show every now and again on NBC. She's like the anti-Ellen because she actually is nice. Anytime I've ever interviewed her, she's sweet. You know, she, I think she has a good heart. <laughs> Whoever her stylists are, I'm saying this is her friend. Shanji, look at me. Shanji's looking in the camera. I feel like we're connecting right now. Shanji, whoever is her stylist needs to seek help. Every episode, it's a, uh, and she's a short girl. She's got curves, you know. They put her in that floor length dress, belted it right under the boobs, Every episode. And it's not only getting old, it's just unflattering on her. I don't get it. Do you know what it is? Uh, I feel like, because I've worked with a number of people who sometimes, especially, you know, in the fashion world, they get one look that they feel comfortable in and they don't want to go anywhere else other than that. You know, I'm guilty of it too. Shangela loves, baby, put me in sweetheart cut, put me in asymmetrical, let my little clavicle be out on one side. (laughs) Please don't cover me top of the neck all the way to the I'm short. I need to look long. Please, you know, I need a, a cinched waist. I, I can't be in something that doesn't show a waist or a little bit of skin anywhere right. else. I will just look like one of the Smurfs. See, and so, so funny. Uh, I think, I feel like she probably is in that room like, no, mm-mm, no, I know it works for me. Give me that buckle. Give me that belt. Give me that dress right there and let me go do my job. Every day. You know, we're so different physically, you and I. We could not be more different. You you announced every look on me that looks horrendous. 
mermaid on me. <laughs> you put me in a mermaid gown and I look like a, a grimace. I'm trying to think of what I look like because I have such a big ass and I'm broad shouldered. I've got shape. But you put me in a mermaid. Yes, I have sex. I have a lot of shape, but the mermaids are bad. Trumpets, like every time I watch Say Yes to the Dress and I see these size zero girls coming in and they all want that trumpet mermaid and I'm over it. I need people to also stop buying those dresses except for you and also asymmetrical on me. <laughs> I can't do... Women with huge breasts like myself, I say it like Julia Roberts in uh, Notting Hill, breasts, we can't do an asymmetrical top. Because if I have a shoulder out, I can't wear a bra and you get one high, one low. Like literally, if I take the strap down, it's a mess. So I, we should just... I hear you. It's hard. Well, I can't do that three-quarter length sleeve. Oh. See, I don't have very long arms. So some people can do where the sleeve stops like halfway below yes. the elbow. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Maybe just either cut it all off or because I'm also a man who gives the illusion of, you know, this femininity when I'm in drag. So you can't put me in that chop tank top yeah. kind of cut. <laughs> Uh, because I just look like Serena Williams' arms. Like, I've been playing every round of Wimbledon, honey, and just smacking the ball. That's how I, just, Wait, I look by the like way, a ball smacker. Same. Just very ball smacker. Same. I, it's so funny. Same. <laughs> Even though I'm a woman, I also, I have, you know, look how puffy these sleeves are. I have, I have very strong biceps, even though I've literally never exercised in my life. And if you put me in that... There are certain looks that if you put me in, I look like a guard at a women's prison. Like, there's... I'll tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> like a... Come on, oranges. Oh, oranges. Uh, that's me. Uh, and I don't know what color I am, but it's like the the co- any collared button down, like any work, any fitted button down. I look like Janet Reno's ghost. Any tank top, a racer back on me, a racer back. You you'll race her back to the store to return it, and you can write that one down, Shange. That's for you. You can't. I can't put it. What well, that Thank was a good you. one. <laughs> I can't wear it because I'm a strong shouldered girl and I'm a tall woman. I'm six foot one. So it's like, you can't, you know, from far away, people think I'm a man. Like it's, you know, and only when I get closer and they see the eyeliner, they're like, okay, we think, but like, if I go to get salad and the person doesn't look up, they go, what can I get for you, sir? You know, if they don't see the face always, baby, don't be me in the drive through. They'd be like, is that all for you, ma'am? And I'm over here doing a baritone for them. (laughs) Hello, I would like to have a two-piece with a side biscuit. Girl, okay, ma'am, is there anything else? Pull forward, please, miss. Oh, okay, girl, just let it be. And, you know, I used to get annoyed by it, but now I just soak it up. I'm saying, oh, well, that's just what it's going to be. I know, I like my big skeleton. I will say one, I love your skeleton, too. And since we're on that issue, I got to throw one more in there. I had to throw one more faux pas for me in. And a lot of drag queens, we run into this, too. We don't have real breasts. A lot of drag entertainers, some do, but a lot don't. And if you make me something that is cut straight across the front, it's made to give, you know, a lot of girls, they can draw on and shade the boobs or they wear the boobs for queens or whatever. You're like, oh, but if you don't have that, a straight across, no matter how much of a, you know, push I think I'm giving, I have to have the illusion in my costumes. You'll notice a lot of times it has this either a sweetheart cut or it's a diamond cut down the middle to give the illusion of there's going to be some cleave there. Otherwise, if you give me that straight across uh, 90 degree, baby, it's not looking like You know, I have to tell you that it's, I think this is the first time I've ever literally met my human physical complete opposite. Like everything you're saying, this is crazy. (laughs) Everything you're saying, I'm like, I can't wear, you and I will never go to like a bridal sale and pull the same gown out of each other's hands, forgetting even the fact that I'm just like much bigger than you are. But I, if I do, because I'm a. So we won't be Anne Hathaway. 
and Kate Hudson in uh, Broad Wars. You and I. No. We will be on the opposite ends. We're good Corona shoppers. We'll never be within six feet of each other on a rack because you'll be in the size twos. <laughs> I'll be in the 14s and up. And that straight, I can't do a sweetheart. If you put me in a sweetheart, I look like, I have to tell you something. And there are a lot of women who love this look. I don't include myself in them. There is like, a, do you know mod cloth? Have you ever shopped for dresses on mod cloth? Do you know the vibe? I don't know the site. When you say mod cloth to me, I think of like a 60s. I think of like Heather Graham in like mod clothing, like Sienna Miller in Factory Okay, Girl. that's beyond chic. Mod cloth is like 1940s <laughs> boogie woogie bugle boy, like that girls who have short bangs. And to all the ladies with short bangs listening, I accept you and I love you. It doesn't work for me as an aesthetic, but I accept you. And I know a lot of women love that look, you know, where it's, I can't, but they love a sweetheart. That whole style, every dress on mod cloth will somehow shovel a sweetheart neck down your throat. And as someone with massive breasts, I need that straight across because it, you know, I like the Amadeus moment where it pushes the cleave crack into my chin, you know, where you get the, where I, I can't, yes. I oh love my God, that. I live for that. I'll never have it. You'll never- <laughs> I'll never have it. You know what? what? All of my great girlfriends from like, uh, my, who are like my sisters, Shamanda, who I took to homecoming, uh, Miss Sonica, who was my best friend through all of high school. And we went to prom together. I'll never forget her prom dress. She kept saying, when we look back at the pictures, I thought she looked gorgeous. She kept going, I had double boob. Oh. And I'm like, what is double boob? Because she wanted to have the strapless look but the bra cut in the middle of her big oh, no. titties. So it was like one titty on top and mm-hmm. one titty below. So she was like, we call it poodling. Boob. We I call it poodling. It. When you have the multiple breasts just stacked on top of each other, you're, you're in a full poodle moment. There's nothing pretty about it. I've had it. You're, you're like reminding me I'm breaking out like full thriller contact lenses. Cause you're bringing me back to my darkest moments of also, what about sometimes you buy a dress? You wouldn't know from this because you've never dealt with this, but like, where they don't cut. I buy dresses. Well, no, but for the boob room where they don't oh, cut okay. enough. Come on, Shanta. And you know, I haven't even introduced you. Don't think I've forgotten. You're getting the introduction. But I mean, we <laughs> I when we this. start too strong, I'm like, I don't care about introductions. I'll do it after. It's it's fine. No. No, this is an incognito show. I'm living. They don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> you get no press out of it. I'm like, well, it's been a great a time. Guest. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. No, if they don't cut enough to boob room, boobs. then what ends up happening is it flattens you. That's the pancaking where the roundness, which you can clearly see here. I'm in a good bra for you, by the way, flattens. And then it spills up. It looks it looks like someone with a flat ass in the front, like a flat front ass here. And Ooh. I'm very grateful to have Ooh. breasts. I actually, you know, I complain about things on my body. You'll really never hear me complain about my rack. Like I, I genuinely, would I like them to be a little smaller, a little higher maybe, but in the scheme of life, like I, I think I look good topless. I'm happy with it. See, but you'll never run into this. You'll never run into this. I, I, I respect that. And I hear you and I'm going to be on the, on the watch for it. Now I'm going to be like, Oh, they should have put more titty space in there for that girl. But you know what, when I'm buying, like say a sweetheart cut outfit, sometimes they have to cut the dress it will fit me. The size will fit me, but they've cut the breast cup so small that my insert titties, the little biscuits that I have cut out of foam, will rise oh. above the top. 
So now you're showcasing all my foam titty and I just want to look cute in the dress. I'm trying to stuff my titty down into the dress so that you don't see that I'm giving the illusion. You need to make a list of dresses that don't accept your foam titties because I want to know because for (laughs) whether you have foam or flesh ones, those brands need to be absolutely called out because women and you know, there are girls who I to my small breasted girls shout out to them too to the short bang girls we love you we love you we're just different we're, we're we just different you. and it's yes, okay um but i've never bought uh, a padded bra in my life can you believe that i think once i did and i looked like the milking ladies in mad max like i just looked like oh, <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't compliment <laughs> me at all oh well, she's a dairy queen <laughs> yeah. they turned me over and nothing fell out <laughs> can i introduce you like a real lady because i just when I heard that you were booked, I I yelped in just absolute joy and delight because you're one of my favorite people to work with in person. And we, I have had the joy of working with you, um, but also to know and to interview and talk to. I mean, obviously, you broke through on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like that was the sort of hoisting moment for you. You are on the show on HBO. We are here. That's phenomenal and so important. I think that was the last time I spoke to you on Sirius when you were promoting that. You have a new you have yes. a new podcast. If anyone deserves a podcast, like c- cancel me, listener, cancel me. And sub- I'm telling you, stop <laughs> listening to me and listen to to Shange. Uh, it's a new podcast called Hallelujah Happy Hour on Spotify. Get that money, Shange. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. I'm going to tell you, I am so thrilled. It's like our reunion and I'm living uh, for this. We did, uh, maybe people don't know, most will, uh, <laughs> that we were together yeah. on a, at a logo like spot, special thing for Thanksgiving, I believe. And I remember it was me, you, Ginger Minj, Mateo Lane, um, Robbie. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. We had a great time at that table. And that's when I think we had the, we really reconnected in that moment. And I've always been a fan of yours and oh watched gosh, the different places that you continue to go and grow. Thank you. And so thank you for having me here, girl. And also thank you. Yeah. And being a part of drag race really was uh, a blessing for me in so many ways. I had just started drag. I'd just been doing drag for five months. I'd only done it wow. 10 times, 10 times before they invited me to audition and be a part of the cast of season two. Now that was back in what? 2010. Wow. A lifetime ago. And so, you know, fast forward a decade and here we are and I'm still pushing and and, um, went back on the show. Not once, not twice, but three times. Never got a crown. But you know what? I got a career, bitch. I got a career. You're the Jennifer Hudson. You're the Jennifer Hudson of Drag Race in my my book. Don't make me start. I will sing like Effie. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do the whole thing. I'll be Curtis. I'll be Curtis. I'll be other Michelle, the new girl. I'll be, I know all of uh, Laurel. I'll do, you know, I know all of Dream Girls by heart. So don't start with me. Come on. Oh my God. Don't, Dream Girls has always been one of, ask any of my yeah. friends who know me well, Dream Girls is like my getting in drag song. I have to have my face timed from when they start with that music. I love When it. that starts to the very end when she says, um, every man has his own special dream. That oh, until the, the I have final chills, dream, by the way. honey, my face can be done. It can be done. And you know, I met Jennifer. Tell Hudson. me everything. 
just this past year in mm. person at Tyler Perry's studio <gasps> opening. It was in October last year in Atlanta. Honey, everybody black Hollywood. Everybody who was famous and black from Hollywood. If you wanted to blow up black Hollywood, you should have blown no. up uh, <laughs> Tyler Perry's studio. No. Because, baby, everybody was there from Oprah to uh, I Beyonce, know Whoopi was there. Jay-Z, Whoopi, for sure. Whoopi. The Clintons. Yeah. The Clintons. Jennifer Lewis. Everybody legendarily black Cicely Tyson okay Jennifer Hudson and I met Jen randomly I've always like she's my getting ready in the morning you know how you have music that you get you going in the shower that you sing along to well Demi Lovato is a big part of that and so it's like Broadway stuff it's Demi Lovato and it's Jennifer Hudson and but I never met her in person and when I tell you she sang the impossible dream <gasps> randomly, like Tyler's up there giving an inspirational speech and he goes, and to open the studio, please welcome Oscar award winning Miss Jennifer Hudson. And I turn around because the spot I was standing, I turn around, baby, there she was in a fuchsia gown, Jennifer I'm Hudson. freaking. And she sang the impossible dream. And on the last note, the doors, you know, it's Tyler Perry. So it was big and grand <laughs> and over the top. The doors behind her opened and there was a, you know, football stadium size red carpet going down between all the brand new sound stages that were being dedicated to all these amazing black icons and legends. And as we continue to walk down the, no, now Tyler grabs hands with Jennifer Hudson, one hand with Jennifer Hudson, one hand with Cicely Tyson. If you watch the, uh, uh, Emmys recently they honored Tyler Perry so they showed like a real package and he was there and guess who was in the frame with him walking right in between behind him and Jennifer and telling people don't step on that woman's train do not step on her fuchsia gown it was me it was oh me, my god so anyhow, yeah I met her the next day at brunch I-, I can tell you many stories I can tell you many but it was phenomenal she was so sweet and amazing she is someone who I look at and I remember when she was on Idol because that was when Idol was still good like before they started having not Mm -hmm. again not to offend anyone but before these country people started winning the second a country person won i was done i was like "Um, i can't watch this this is not a pop show country is different not shading the genre just not my style you know but it was it was the season of latoya london like those the latoya who by the way yes it was latoya fantasia Mm. jennifer those were the three blacktresses the black divas that were in there and they were turning phenomenal out I will phenomenal never- latoya yeah. is someone who i actually got into a fight with a dear friend recently because um we were drunk and that was the whole story anyway no we were just drunk we, <laughs> no, but we were talking about latoya and i said he, she is someone who i have like the idol versions of her someone saved my life tonight and all of these songs that she sang on idol and i don't know if she's had a career like you look i mean J-Hud obviously has just exploded. Like, forgetting even Dreamgirls, it could have ended with Dreamgirls. You know, you look at Monique. Monique won an Oscar for Precious, and Monique is her own icon 100%. But I feel like J-Hud kept that train going. Like, she was hosting The Voice and all these other things and killing it. Um, Have you met Fantasia? Because... Ooh, you are playing with me because you know that's my other I, fa- she's, one of my favorite divas that I have never wow. met. Number one, and I want to, I want to see. I would pay money to go to a Fantasia. I will pay money. Let me change that. I will pay money to go to a Fantasia concert and listen to her because she is the girl that kicks off her yes. shoes. I watch her. She is sweating. She is singing. She is coming down to the audience. She is just. She's in it, and you feel like. You know, I grew up in a Southern Baptist home in Paris, Texas, and that kind of churchy soul, rock soul, like a Tina Turner. When I when she did for Patti LaBelle, I don't know if you ever saw this. You got to go to YouTube and look this up if you have not seen it. 
the NAACP Image Awards honored Patti LaBelle one year. And they had Fantasia perform Lady Marmalade for her. Oh, honey, I, I me, baby, I play that track. <laughs> I play that track. I do that track. I live for that track. When she's like, Freak! now, I, you know, Fantasia, you know, we saw the Lifetime special. Oh, Fantasia ain't speaking no damn French, okay? She ain't speaking. But she can sing. So she just kept going, get, 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 get. <laughs> yeah, Miss Patty, I love you, Patty. Get, 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 get. I'm gonna shit in my pants watching you. What a gift to watch you do your Fantasia right now. I feel like, I, oh my God, that is absolutely hilarious. Thinking of her, I interviewed her once a hundred years ago. This is why I love oh Fantasia, by the way. I, I've also interviewed J HUD. Uh, I'll tell you both stories quickly. One, if I tell you my J HUD story, you might. And this podcast early. That's my biggest fear if, that you're just like, I'm done. I'm no, done. I'm going to let you do because you know, everybody gets a little Hollywood every now and then. You never know. Somebody may be having a good, bad day. No, no, no. She was, she me. was very nice. I was the animal. She was really nice. Um, I, as <gasps> what did well, you no, do to Jay Hud? I, you know, I always think I'm funny. That's a problem. Cause sometimes you're just not funny. You know, sometimes <laughs> a bitch ain't funny and that's me. And I said, Jennifer, well, today you are funny. You said I was going to have a, where you were wearing a racer and the only races that they racing <laughs> back to the store to return it. That was funny. Just off the funny. top of my head. No, listen, I'm always funny, obviously. But I said to her, uh, Jay had this was at the DV, uh, VH1 Divas. I was working the red carpet because I used to work uh, at VH1 for many years. And she's walking. And, you know, she's very tall. I love fellow tall girls. Like, I always feel an immediate yes. connection. Uh, I always bring this up. Another um, Chanteuse who was shockingly tall. And I, I wonder, I don't want to get off track here. Mariah Carey. Mariah really? Carey, I think, is five foot nine. And then in her heels, she was like my height. And I always picture she has the face of someone short i just always pictured her being tiny but she's very tall and yes i think it's the angles you know she knows the angles she will own to me in my mind i don't know this for Mm -hmm. sure but she gives me the girl that gets ready to take a picture you want to and she will tell you no no darling move the camera there 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 just like that okay and picture and i do that too because i'm also not a dumb i'm not a (laughs) dumb fuck and you know when i see pictures of myself like on red carpets from straight forward it looks like um people unearthing a new head on easter island Uh, but then from the side if you look at me from you know they're like they're like brushing the dirt off my cheeks i'm like i'm a human from the side it's flattering if i give you angle look at that i mean i'll show you right now like Oh, that's oh no, no, you know it. You've been you've been on Instagram, you've been on TikTok. I see you. Know I know the angles. angles. I like Jay Hutt's walking down the red carpet. I see her. I'm so excited because Dream Girls for me, I would have to say probably top ten pop culture moments ever for me. Cry every single time. People stood up in the mm-hmm. theater when I was there and applauded like they after every number. And it's not even I, I wasn't even at the Michael Magic Johnson Theater. I was at like, you know, down the street in Highland Park, <laughs> Dallas. And they were standing clapping. I said, oh, this is like uh, Carnegie Hall, honey. They're giving this woman a, a lovely ovation. Oh, and, and she, and she deserved it. I mean, it. And I saw it for the first time uh, at a screening where the other the families of the crew went to see it at the Ziegfeld Theater. And I went by myself. Oh, you were bougie. I was bougie. Oh, she had you're so cute. Can I just say, like, I just adore you so much. Your face. I like wish I could give you like a little kiss on the cheek. But wait, I went to the Ziegfeld and I was by myself, had no idea what to expect. It was, you know, again, because I worked at Viacom, it was a Viacom film, whatever. When it was done, I sat on my chair after little magic was crying when she saw her mom on stage oh, with little magic. Magic don't have no father. And then he looks down at her. And it, I mean, when they are looking and then and that cute girl, how she's crying. I have chills thinking of magic. I'm not kidding you. She had I, one tear I wept 
I wept openly as though I was truly like a demon was coming out of me. I was really crying. I just felt something about it in a way it affected me. And I don't know what it was. I love it. And I saw it live in London and it was not as good. So I think the movie has something (gasps) special. I saw it live in London. I saw it at the Savoy. That's where I saw it. Did you see it with Amber Riley? No, I did not. It was okay. But I think... she was Amber's when, amazing. When Amber Riley did it, she tore it down. Her and Lisi LaFontaine, who is Don LaFontaine's daughter. You know who Don I LaFontaine I do know the name, was? yeah. The voice of the movie trailers for this <gasps> summer. You will see. Blah, blah, blah. Legendary. Before he died, his daughter uh, is Lisi LaFontaine. Unbelievable. I almost think she was in the show. Mm -hmm. For me, it just, I think when you're used to the movie, like it's almost like a kid seeing the Frozen musical or like Lion King on Broadway. If they're just used to the way the movie sounds and it's different, it like rubbed me the wrong way. I just couldn't get into it. I can't explain it. I'm an idiot. J-Head's walking down the carpet. I see her. I go, J-Head, I have a question for you. Um, Would you be willing to make a cameo in my all white version of Dream Girls called Cream Girls? Now this was... Many years ago. (laughs) This was many, many years ago. I would never say it today. Michelle, Michelle, if I was your cameraman, I would have just, you know what? I'm going to just turn the camera this way and turn it off for a minute. I'm going to pretend she she was joking. See, we're not even on camera, baby. I would try to cover for you. I would be like, you know what? Jennifer, honey, she's just playing. She is so crazy. The camera's not even on, mama. Oh, no, no, but also she no. laughed. She was nice. That's what I'm saying. I am the one. She like <laughs> laughed and was like, sure. And then like kept walking. But I will <gasps> say, no, she was nice. I swear. Oh, she, she was nice. Walking. She was nice. <laughs> but I really like when I asked that question today, obviously not. But at the time, you know, I was like, this had to be at least, oh my God, 12, 13 years ago. I was like, I am literally so funny at the time. She was fab. Fantasia, quick story, and then we can move on. But I interviewed Fantasia before I was ever on television. Like, I'm talking, I was doing it for the web, VH1. No one knew me. I was just this tall girl, came into the room, made her laugh immediately. She was on the floor with her family. She's just the fucking best. And I, she said to me, um, what sign are you? What sign are you? You know her voice. And I went, I'm a cancer. Yeah. And she went, hey, 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 Michelle, what sign are you? What sign are you? <laughs> and I went, I'm a cancer. And she went, I fucking love you like barked it out and then we were the best of friends she was like you're coming to north carolina you're staying with my family and i'm an idiot for not you know i never take people up on shit because i'm not psychotic but like i should have taken fantasia up on that because imagine a weekend you'll come with me to go to fantasia's house for the weekend would be a fucking dream come true I would get my whole life. You know, there's a clip of her from, I think she had a reality show for one season on like Lifetime or something or True or We or something. And um, she had an Aunt Bunny. And there's a scene that my friend and I laugh at all the time where she's, you know, she had something, there was stories in the press about her being with a married man or whatever. And so she's telling her family, her mom and aunt are sitting next to each other. And she's telling, she's like, well, the story is I met a man and he's not my boyfriend. He's just a friend. And then Aunt Bunny looks at her and goes, girl, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I would love to sit in that room. With mama and Aunt Bunny and Aunt Bunny keeping it real like, girl. Oh, my, her mother. The whole family. She is really a treasure. You don't find talent like that. Where not only is she like, I think, divinely talented, like from birth, just, you know, given this gift, but also has not an ego and the best personality. You know what I mean? Just there to love, there to perform, to make people feel good. It's, It's divine. I really believe it's like a religious thing almost. Yeah. And, you know, she's the kind of person that you can always tell... 
people who have natural, amazing talent and who are respected, especially in black music for their talent, because they get called for the funeral. And if you want somebody to sing at your funeral, if especially the black legends, you look who they call. They call Stevie Wonder. They call John Legend. They call Jennifer Hudson and they call for Fantasia Marino. That's right. Can you make a promise to me and and listeners, please? Can you have just one of them come to my funeral? I I mean, I hope it's, I hope I outlive, (laughs) you know, Stevie, I guess, because he's an old one already. But like, can you have someone sing? I would love to have, uh, you know that I'm, I, I know that you grew up in Texas. Religion was a major part of, is a major part of your life. I am always so jealous of people who had gospel growing up. I just, oh yeah, I love it. I I always say that any song that incorporates a choir, a gospel choir, any Madonna song, Gaga, but like uh, black artists, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Even I have like Mariah, Mariah always has a choir behind. I have her. Kirk Franklin yes. on my on my Spotify playlist because I just love gospel music. It is. It's the most uplifting, joyous sound. Um, were you a singer growing up? Like, did your family, were you in gospel when you were little? I always, you know, as a, as a young Black gay person, especially, you know, had my own battles with religion and, and faith. But I always came back to it because I feel like it's just something special to be able to believe in, in a higher power than yourself. And no matter how you do that, and, and even if you don't, that's totally fine. But for me, what's helped me push forward in my life is, and, and stay connected with so many people and with joy and positivity and, and hope has really been that type of faith, you know, and, I, and I'm not like I'm in church every Sunday kind of person, but especially not now, hallelujah, but uh, <laughs> it's just a positive thing in my life. So in growing up, you know, I grew up in the house. My mom was in the military, so she was fighting wars, Desert Storm, oh, Desert wow. Shield, all that. And I grew up in the house with my grandma and my grandpa. And my grandma was like, we're going to church on Sunday. Tuesday night for Bible study, Wednesday night for choir practice. And so I was in the choir from the time that I was tall enough to you know, see over the pew. And I even was the choir director for two years and played the piano <gasps> for a season. And I say that only because our piano player had passed away. There was no one at the church who knew how to play. I knew Lean On Me. So they thought I knew how to play. So I turned Lean On Me into two church songs. And that's all we sang. <laughs> for Wait, what was the other song called? I just knew those chords. <laughs> It was called My God is My Friend, but it was just Lean on Me played backwards. (laughs) I'm trying to do it in my head. It's impossible. Na, 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 na. God is my friend. My God is my friend. Yes. Yes. But you know what? And then I was in the gospel choir even for two years in college. Went on like a little mission trip. All of that because I love music. Mm. And I think that's why I love, even when I listen to music, you know, I love pop music. You know, I love Gaga's and the Britney's and the Ariana's, but I also love like Aretha uh, music. And I love, you know, uh, people like Kelly Price. Or, or other I love gospel Kelly singers. Price. I just love, I'm so jealous of people who can sing, sing. I, I can hold a note, but I'm not a singer, singer. But when I get around singer, singers, I'm sure I annoy them because I chime in, honey. You would think, I'd be like, whoa, yes, <laughs> yeah. You would think I was in it. I was in the studio once when uh, Ariana Grande uh, asked me to record on her phone. It was so like great. It happened so randomly. But I ended up on her album doing the intro on the song uh, NASA <gasps> on the Thank You Next album. Oh my God. And just sitting there in the studio with her, you know, you're like, oh my God. You know, I'm friends with Frankie. He's, He's amazing. Great. He also is a great singer, Broadway and amazing. You yep. know, Frankie. So um, in sitting in that studio with Ariana, she will just sometimes just go into a riff and a run. And you're sitting there going, bitch, I am witnessing. 
the landing of the rocket ship on the moon. Like this is a mission. Ah, ah. It's so effortless. And just coming out of this, you know, cute little angel girl and she's just riffing and running. You're like, all right, Miss Thing. But see, I can go in on a Patty LaBelle too. Yeah, of course. Of course. Have you met Miss Patty? Yes. Oh my gosh, this is all for the book one day, but I'm going to give it to you. Uh, one night, Brandon, I won't give okay. the host of it, I will yes. tell you this. Uh, I was working in PR for TGI Fridays. We were sponsoring food for an episode of Extreme Makeover Home Edition. It was happening in Philadelphia. You know, Patty lived in Pennsylvania, somewhere around that area. And so she ended up being booked to sing at this home unveiling for the family, the deserving family. I was there to make sure, you know, they got the sandwiches and the beef ribs that we had I supplied. can't get over this. So um, I, you know, I'm there I am, black and gay, and her hairstylist was there, black and gay. Two black and gay people see each other, you know, in the night, like two ships. He was like, hey, you want to go grab food? I was like, sure. He said, come pick me up after this. Well, he was staying at the house with Patty. So I go to Patty's house to pick him up. He comes out to the car and says, Patty said, why don't we just eat, get food and eat? here oh and patty said i'm going in (laughs) so i went in and patty was sitting there at the dinner table there was a long table set up for like probably 12 people there was only three of us (laughs) and uh we sat there and patty was singing she just she was eating but as we she you know she would tell us just just talk just talk to each other just talk to each other and then as we were talking she we would hear her start to just sing and she there was an intercom and music was playing and i think it was um alicia keys uh, you don't know my name. You know that song. Ooh, you can tell I can't sing. But you know that You Don't Know My Name song right there from Alicia Keys, her first album. Right. And she kept just going, ooh. And Patty was sitting there running. And I just, I was trying to pay attention to the guy because he had invited yeah, me, course. you know, or whatever. But I just couldn't stop thinking and staring at Patty LaBelle is sitting at this dinner table, two seats away from me, singing. Amazing. It's really asking a lot of someone on a first date, technically, to have it with one of the greatest <laughs> musical icons in American history. I mean, it's it's just like, hey, I'm so sorry. Do you mind coming in? We, Abe Lincoln's here. Do you mind? I'm sorry. Just sit at the table. And Lincoln's I, I here. I put out. Yeah. Did you hook up in Patty LaBelle's house? Because that would be... You won't tell me. Now, that would have been lovely if she would have heard me hitting notes <laughs> later on. But no, no, sadly, no. I had to get that rental car back to Oh, my I God. I, I do want to ask you about working at TGI Fridays. Is that known? I've never heard that about you. Yeah. Um, it's known in, you know, in some yeah, in the circles. circles. It's known. Yeah. But um, yeah, I graduated from SMU mm-hmm. in Dallas with a degree in PR and communications. And so one of my first jobs was working in the communications department at TJ Friday's corporate, <gasps> which was in the Dallas area. And it was just a two person department. So they let me do a lot of stuff. There was a lot of things to do, but I'll tell you, that's actually how I ended up getting into entertainment, moving to LA. They put me in charge of the Halloween costume contest at TJ <gasps> Fridays. And I turned it into a drag. Pageant oh my God. You know, I-, I love pageants and I love costumes and dressing up. Now I wasn't Shangela yet. And, but uh, I was doing, I like pull people from all the different departments, like finance and, and, and new store openings and all those different departments. And I made them my backup dancers. And I was Justin Timberlake thriller version, okay? So I was Michael Jackson meets Justin Timberlake. We did a thriller uh, sexy back mix, okay? You can call my friend Daniel Maiden in Dallas, he'll tell you. (laughs) And uh, I remember we rehearsed in the little, like, office gym. And then after I finished the number, the CEO of Fridays at the time, Richard Sneed, who is no longer with us, or I'll be calling him today, he came to me and he said, look, we love you here. We love you in, you know, in, in PR here. But if you ever wanted to pursue entertainment, you've got it. You should 
go out to LA and you should try now before, you know, before you look up and maybe it's too late, you don't want to do it anymore. And I, and he said, we'll support you. They gave me a job out in LA. They had a sister brand pickup sticks that they let me consult so that I could go on auditions and stuff. So I started saving up my money. And then six months later, I packed up my Explorer and I moved from Dallas over to LA. And the next thing you know, ta-da. I got to tell you that I actually have chills from that story. It's basically to me, almost unheard of that a corporation on the level of Fridays, I mean, say, you know, Fridays is, by the way, I grew up going to Fridays, so I'm a Fridays family, but that, that (laughs) someone in power would see in you something creative. And instead of, I feel like in most 99% of the cases, they would want to hog that person. Or if anything, this is a really terrible thing, but I just feel like in my own experience, many times they would almost not want to encourage you to pursue it if you were good at your job because they don't want to lose you. So to actually have mm-hmm. the, you know, the spirit and the sort of um, graciousness and the generosity to say to you, not only to compliment you, and obviously you're a major massive talent, but to then let you go pursue your dream is unheard of. I actually, this story warms me in a way that I'm going to have to get an Oreo speed wagon tonight because I don't know how else to support the company. I feel crazy. Well, listen, if that warms you, I'm going to tell you something that's going to heat you all. I need it. When you come to my house in LA, Mm -hmm. when you come visit me sometime, when we are all able to visit again, um, I'm going to show you a framed photo. They had a, you know how people have caricatures made? Remember the people sit and they draw caricatures? Yeah, of course. They had a caricature of me made. You'll notice it has like a goatee and a mustache because that's what I was rocking back then. <laughs> and it's it says a big sign says, see you in the movies. And everybody in the entire oh company God. signed it. They had it framed in glass for me. And they all wrote these very inspirational messages. Like eh, like hundreds oh of my people God. signed this. And they were just like, we just know you're going to make it. We know you're going to end up doing something in your, in your creative passion. You're going to do it. And I kept that. The ent- all these years, it was probably 10, 12 years ago. I need awesome. everyone to tonight or this weekend go support Fridays. I'm not joking. This is free publicity. Oh, You're yeah. still working in PR for Friday. This is the, there is no better <laughs> PR story for Fridays than them basically giving birth to Shangela. I'm like, this needs to become, there you go. this <laughs> needs to become, uh, they'd be idiots to not market this or work with you in some way. And, and I mean, they could use the help. I'm guessing. I feel like there's a one Fridays in Midtown that I went to once with a friend here in New York. And we sat at the bar. This is in the past year. Okay. And it was like $7 okay. for like a nine course meal and a soda. I, I, I don't know how they're staying open. I mean, we were the only people there. It was so cheap. Was it good? Now I'll say it was delicious. If you asked me yesterday, I'd be like, it was all right. Dude, but now I scrumptious, scrumptious. DJ Shangela Pierce, aka, of course, the one and only Shangela. Follow Shangi on Insta and Twitter at It's Shangela. And you have to download and subscribe on Spotify to this podcast, Hallelujah Happy Hour. Shangi, tell everyone what is this podcast going to be, first and foremost? Okay, so what I'm doing right now, and hallelujah, I love that I'm in your heart because, you know, I be feeling like uh, we got the B, we got the B, we got. So that's how we, your heart would be putter puttering like that. All the time. <laughs> I'm going to check down. Um, yeah. And something that makes my heart putter putter mm-hmm. is the new hosted show that I'm doing over on Spotify. It's really fun. I get to bring on special guests. And like you said, it's hallelujah happy hour, honey. And even though we can't get together, Right now, in person, we can still come together 
in this particular show for a really fun time. I sip cocktails, we spill tea, and you know, just like we're having fun now, that's how we have some fun. It's every week over on Spotify for free. You don't even have to be a member for free. I have to say, I love this idea so much because I feel like no one listens really to radio anymore. I'm not talking serious where I am gainfully employed, but I'm talking like FM, AM, you know, you're driving around, whatever, but everyone is so addicted to their apps that it's great that they're kind of hearkening into that FM style of having like a DJ who tells stories and engages and then blending it with music. What a genius idea. I'm surprised it took so long. And my name is DJ. So isn't it appropriate? Yes. My real name is DJ. So everyone always asks me all the time, like, oh, you're a DJ. It's DJ Shell. I'm like, no, my initials are for Darius Jeremy. I'm DJ. But um, now I'm an actual DJ as well. So hallelujah. You know what's <laughs> funny? My initials are MC. And anytime I'm asked to MC an event, I'm like, it's it's the same thing. Sometimes destiny calls. MC Collins. Come on, MC Collins. <laughs> Break me off a one, two. <laughs> are, do you like weddings? Why do I feel like I can't? I used to love weddings when I was younger. And now as I'm aging, maybe because I'm just so bitter. I feel like in the past like five years, I don't have nearly as much fun at weddings. Why is that? Okay. People love me at weddings because I do lovely gift buying. I, I love going and getting the gift wrapped and, and and not wrapping myself, but like going, having it wrapped, showing up with like a large gift with a white bow. I think something about white wrapping with a white bow is just so classy and fabulous to me. I love that. I love dancing at receptions. If they want to get there, like, oh, no one's dancing. I'm like, girl, let me get started. Go tell the DJ to put on Sierra and watch me turn it out <laughs> out here or Michael Jackson song and watch me get these old people up. And I will do it. I'll go dance with the mother of the bride like, come on, mama, let's work, honey. Ugh, I love it. I love weddings. But the thing I don't love about weddings, it reminds me that I don't have one. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a wedding. I never had a wedding. If I wanted a wedding, I guess I could probably go find one. <laughs> you could find a wedding, but it may not last long. But you could definitely find one. Yeah. I mean, I went to Latrice. You may, you of know, course. Know, you may know Latrice Royale from RuPaul's Drag Race. An icon, yeah. Well. Latrice married her husband, <gasps> Chris. I believe it was it was actually 2018. She posted a TBT. I was like, really? Damn. I thought it was just last year. <laughs> but um, in 2018, they got married. And a lot of us were invited to the wedding, a lot of the Drag Race girls. And we had so much fun. It was beautiful. And I remember sitting there and bawling, bawling as they gave their vows. And it wasn't because, you know, I was sitting there without without a date. Uh, I was there with my best friend. Right. As we single people do. Yes. And, he looked right uh, at me. But it was he just, looked right I, at me. I love. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. He literally bore holes through <laughs> was, me. He went as a single people do. My laptop shorted out. Go on. <laughs> no. No, it's fine. No. Oh, you have to know, though, I'm like a hopeless romantic. I, I think the reason I was bawling is because think about the movies that I watched, like ma- my classics, Made in Manhattan, The Wedding Planner, My Best All of these Oscar wedding, winning films. Ride Wars. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Big my, and my but, you know, AFI's I, top movie, Made in Manhattan. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> you better leave me alone because Kate Hudson in anything, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, come on. She is good. These are classic, amazing, fabulous movies. The Best Man. Like, I just, I love seeing these beautiful love stories yeah. and you know I, I'm not gonna say I'm absent with love in my life I don't have love in my life I do but I just haven't locked in on any one person just yet and maybe it's because I've always been on the go mm. literally for the past whole decade and this pandemic time has really sat me down like oh girl I've been going through my phone I'll be scrolling through that because you know I usually say people's name with like cute or bf or husband or yeah anything. of course <laughs> like that. I do emojis so during this I've been like <laughs> Oh, you do? I do like an emoji to remind myself, but then what, it's a bad idea because what ends up happening is when I learn to hate that person 
anytime anyone else uses the emoji, it's like Pavlov, like coming in where I'm like, oh, not that emoji. You know what I mean? I'm just like, she's triggered. Very, I'm so she's easily triggered. triggered. You know, I, I've been hearing a lot from like old flames, but it's very hard to establish something new. It just, it is, you know, even if you trust someone enough to go on a date without a mask on, I don't know, just to connect or like make out with someone new like that. It just feels strange to do. Um, but let's pretend that yeah. there's no pandemic and life was normal. You're on the road constantly. And frankly, I imagine because you're famous, I'm curious for you if you are sometimes more skeptical when you meet someone, if they're interested in you or if they're more interested in the shine that is Shangela. Is that something that ever crosses your mind? I've had to learn to be. Mm. Really, Michelle, I've had to learn to be because I'm, again, you know me. I am everybody I meet. If you have good energy and I have good energy, all of a sudden we besties. And I mean it. It's really authentic because I love people and I have a great time with people. And because of that kind of, maybe it's my Southern, I don't want to say Southern ignorance, but just like Southern warmth where I envelop everybody. Like, it's like Fantasia. She met you. She liked you. She said, come to my house and eat with my family. She was serious. And I believe that. And so that's how I always was with people. And so in doing that with dates, um, I kind of had to figure out along the way, like, oh, my my besties. Because my besties are like like pit bull terriers with me. They're like, "Uh uh-uh. You're not getting to him. How dare you? This is not the guy for you. You know, they're very that. They they give them the whole like third degree and all that. And I'm like, guys, be nice, you know? And my friend would call me the next day and be like, I know that wasn't you that posted a picture of the two of you and tagged his Instagram. You need to drop him today. And I'd go back and look at my story and the guy either on my story or on my actual feed had posted a photo of himself and tagged himself like, go follow at whatever his name was. And I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah, my bad. I shouldn't have an easy code like 11111, huh? I've changed it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, they were literally hacking into your Instagram? To do it, or they were well, like, my code was one, 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 one. I don't think it was a hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they would like literally get my phone, go into oh my, my Instagram because it's already logged in, and then just like taking a picture of themselves and hitting like follow at for follow. No, sorry, like, that's that is actually. I thought you were saying that they took, let's say, a photo with you and then just on their feed, which would also be deathly embarrassing. Even let's say if, if, you know, a guy's interested in you to then like tag you on Instagram the next day to be like here with Shand, blah, blah, blah. To me would be a deal breaker. Cause it's like, you know, I'm a person I'm not, it, it's really tough. And I don't think other people realize I'm saying this as though I'm like a big celebrity. I'm saying for you that it's just hard because do you like how I fix that? But it's true though. You know, I did, but you are too though. No, but you know what I mean though. No, but I don't really get it like that. Especially from straight men don't know who the fuck I am. I mean, you want to talk about a group of people who have literally no clue who I am? Straights. Straight men, especially. <laughs> they don't know me either, girl. They don't yeah, know no, me either. The two of us, we could walk down the street together in like Denver, Colorado. Nobody would talk to us. Like it would just be you and me, babe. And that would be it. But, but I think that there is like a weird line and, and even with friends actually are, People, you know, let's say in comedy who like want to be friends. And then I realize, oh, it's because they want like connections in comedy, which is fine. And there's respect in that. But I don't really make friends to like, I, you know what I mean by that? Like it's it's too soon. I yeah. don't want to be used either. It's really scary. Yeah. It's scary how cautious we have to sometimes be in it. And, you know, I look at friends of mine who've been in the business for a very long time. A lot of times are single and they have are, have encouraged me like, Meet someone now, meet someone that you can build some trust with because the longer you stay in this business, the more jaded you'll get and you just, you'll get set in your ways and you won't want to entertain any type of compromise in any way. 
or figuring out the whole trust level. Because for me, even now, sometimes if I'm having a DM conversation with someone, I'll backspace a lot out. Not that I say a whole bunch of like, woo, and there are no nudes of me floating around. Uh, now everyone's going to everyone I've dated is going to start looking for their phone. But um, <laughs> they find nudes of me. They're like, oh, lies. shit. He lies. <laughs> right. But I have to be super careful. Like they will. Some guys sometimes will screenshot, like even if we're like talking on yeah, DM, they'll screenshot our DMs and then post it and then be like, guess who I was talking to earlier to all of their followers. To I don't even know. Like I would say I'm not even that cool that that's not going to get you any clout, baby. Trust me. I don't think so. So it's just really weird. And, and I love to date. Right. I think I'm a fun dater. Uh, I think I'm a fun person. But we'll see where I end up. And if not, girl, me and you and some TGI Fridays will be just fine together. TGI Fridays and a TJ Maxx day. All the teas we need. To, it's called Spill the Tea, <laughs> but it's us just going to all the TJs, TGIs. Yes. I'm trying to think of what else there would be. A TI concert. Yeah, oh, a TI concert. I love TI. Mildly problematic. We look, we overlook it for TI. Now, listen, uh, <laughs> no, it's, that's an interesting thing to hear you talk about that. Cause I, I wonder what it's like for a lot of the other drag race girls too, because the cult around drag race has become so huge. I mean, it's, it's now truly broken past just being a show that like the LGBTQ community watches. It's now a massive hit. There are versions of it all over the world. And I mean, you're one of the OG girls from the show, you know, you're like basically one of its, I think biggest, most successful stars. So I, I do wonder, I'm glad that you talked about it because I imagine being single now is, it just has to be hard to try to meet someone who's, you don't get creepy vibes from. Yeah, yeah. I think that if I end up with someone at this point, I probably have already met them unless they really come through and sweep me off my feet. You know, someone once told me never go back, it's but true. I'm starting to go back through and go, well, maybe. Don't, don't. Everything that I thought in my like early 20s was bad wasn't so bad. So let's try this one more time. <laughs> well, in my case, I couldn't go back to a lot of them because they're married now. And then the ones that I have. Oh, I was going to say restraining and, order. Because they're all in prison now. But then the ones that I have <laughs> gone back to, um, I always regret it. I always do. It never ends. It never ends right. It ends actually more painfully than it did initially in my experience. And because then you go, I, I knew better. I fucked I myself. That's what I say every time I go, why am I this fucking stupid? I scream it in the mirror. My neighbors are like, we hear you. And I'm yelling it. <laughs> I'm just screaming it. Well, next time do it in a Fantasia voice. <laughs> why am I stupid? I fucking I hate you. Like, scream. <laughs> get you, get you, get you, get you, stupid, get you. Her speaking French is going to haunt my remaining days. I need to see this video. You have to send this to me, by the way. I love you Fantasia do. so much. I'm going to send you a link to it. It's Fantasia Lady Marmalade. That's all you have to type in on I YouTube. need it. Fantasia Lady Marmalade. And you'll hear her go, Creole Lady, Creole Lady. Hey! <laughs> Wait, Shange, let's talk a little bit about... I have to... We obviously have to talk about Drag Race a little bit. Um, you were on the show three times. You never won, which is how we even... Well, technically, I was on six. I was a contestant in three different seasons, right. season two, season three, season uh, All-Stars three. And I jumped out of Jujubee's body uh, as a joke on All-Stars two. I was on the Christmas special. And I also uh, was on uh, ep- uh, season four when I jumped out of a box and Rue had me burned in that box and uh, eaten by drag queen zombies in the oh. hood. So yes, yes, six times. Amazing <laughs> credits. Unbelievable. And that you remember them all is like also really impressive. I, I think back to me growing up and finding the supermodel of the world CD 
uh, in my mom's collection and listening to it and going, oh my God, that's a man dressed in a dress and I am living, you yeah. know, and, and getting so much life from the supermodel song and watching Rue have a talk show and trailblaze for people who were different. And he's had that same message about everybody say love for decades on decades, right? And then, you know, I was parking cars. I was I worked as Jennifer Lewis's <gasps> assistant when I first moved to LA for like a year and a half, almost two years. And she had a Christmas party once. I thought I was invited. Nope, she'd invited me to park this the is cars. Com- what is That's this, okay. Coming to America <laughs> too? What is this, the trailer for Coming to yeah, America so, so I'm outside. I'm outside uh-huh. and RuPaul drives up and I'm like, oh, it's RuPaul. Wow. And I remember asking him for a photo and I was so thrilled. He was so tall and and I it was beautiful to me. And then to fast forward and be a contestant on a show and then disappoint him by being so bad, I guess, the first and second season and leaving. But then him inviting me back to come on season three and then giving me this gift and seeing something in me that at the time I really didn't even see in myself. You know, I just started doing drag. I didn't know if that was really going to be something that I was going to pursue as a career. It was like a 10 times I've ever done it hobby. And I just never gave up on it because I had a love for it. I think he saw that ability in me before I even saw it in me. I admire him for all the doors that he's kicked down in Trailblaze. You know, they tried to sell RuPaul's Drag Race the show for years yeah. before it even got an opportunity to be on TV. So those are the things that I value and honor about RuPaul. Now it's my turn. So, you know, that's kind of where I stand. I hope to be one of those people that's out there doing it and helping take care of our people. You know, I kicked off a charity at the start of this um, mm-hmm. pandemic called Feed the Queens uh, to help provide food grants, $200 each to out-of-work drag entertainers, trans drag entertainers, drag kings, drag queens, anyone who is working in drag before the pandemic and you uh, face some losses, you can go over to feedthequeens.com, hit the apply button, post two links of yourself performing within the last year, and you're going to get that money for those groceries. So that's important. That's what Rue has inspired me to do and those around me that I see being active. See, it's funny because... I look at Rue and I'm like, here's someone who clearly came up. We know his story, you know, and and just everything he's been through. And I myself hope to one day get so wealthy that people hate me. Like, I really hope one day. And I understand. <laughs> oh, she got money, don't she? Yeah. Don't she got money? You know girl. what I mean, though? I feel like Rue got so successful that it turned. You know what I mean? Where it was just like, oh, now mm-hmm. people are going to look at him sideways a little bit. And I will tell you that I do think he's done and said things that are incorrect, you know, and just the fracking thing is not great. But that's what comes with being rich. I think once you just get successful and rich, the world as I know it right now and as, you know, middle class people and below know it. That's no longer your world. You don't really care. You're like, I'm in this new space. I'm on a new level. And it's a different reality, unfortunately. It's it's really crazy. But we the people yeah. but we the people down here still in like middle income and middle America, or you know, people around me, our fans, they want you to still to feel like you still of care. course. And when you of course I feel like, you know, Beyonce is a billionaire. Okay, but I feel like Beyonce still cares. Beyonce is at Walmart during Christmas on the intercom, handing out gift cards. She literally had a song called I Care. So, (laughs) Uh, hello, come on, Uh, come on from the four album. Don't do it with me, girl. Don't do it with me. I love that song. She did it on top of a piano. I love that song. I could sit through, I've seen Beyonce, I want to say four times live. I've been very blessed in my life to be able to go. And she's the only performer that I, I would say that including Celine Dion, and I love Celine, I would shell out 
unlimited dollars to see Beyonce again. The best live show. She puts the show on, the dancers, the sets. It's like you walk into a different world. It's so exciting. And Jay-Z, what can you say about Jay-Z? When I saw their tour together, I did use the bathroom quite a bit while he was on. But, you know, I wasn't upset. (laughs) You know what, Hmm. though? Let me be honest with you, Michelle. I said I was going to do that, too. I was like, well, that's when I'll go get a drink. That's when I'll go get some popcorn. But I surprisingly knew a lot of the oh, Jay-Z yeah. music that was in the Mrs. Carter, not Mrs. Carter, oh my God, uh, which is in the Carter's tour that they the did run, on the run. run. run yeah. And uh, yeah, the run, the run, the one with the running. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. I had, I had the runs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I jumped. Fuck the runs. I was jumping. I jumped that <laughs> entire, would be, and I, to the point where I had really close seats, mind you, because I, you know, mama makes a check here and there and Beyonce, <laughs> I was spending on. And I was like third row. Wow. And I remember Jay-Z literally, I don't know if he really meant me, but he looked like he looked at me because he was like, all right, I want y'all to jump. And I started jumping. He goes, yo, man, not yet. I think it was me. He was uh, without me, a doubt. I was the one who started. By jumping. the way, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Jay-Z talked. I can't believe you had a date with Patti LaBelle, basically, and that Jay-Z's talked to you. What a blessed life. Wait a what? minute. Baby, baby. Now, that was from the stage when I think he talked to me. Let me tell you when I knew he talked to me. When I performed for Beyonce at the GLAAD Awards <gasps> in 2019, got a standing ovation from Beyonce and Jay-Z. Afterward, when I'm in the back, like, cheering with my team, like, oh, my God. Yeah, God, of course. I saw that, by the way. And Incredible. Beyonce mentioned my name on stage. She goes, I didn't expect any of this. I put a run in my stockings, danced in the Shangela. I was like, ah! And then afterwards, they're like, Beyonce would like to meet you. So I Zoom to like this private little hotel room where she was meeting select guests, she and Jay-Z. But Jay-Z, I come in there and I'm dressed as Beyonce. I got the Beyonce hair. I got a cute little <laughs> dress on. I just performed for Beyonce. Yeah. And as she was saying hello to like Janet Mock, I think. Ooh, I love Janet. Speaking of Janet. I'm standing in a corner. Well, who do I look standing next to? Because he didn't want to be in the light and all that. Jay-Z. And so I'm standing next to Jay-Z dressed as Beyonce. And I'm thinking, what what do I say to this man? Like, what can I say to him that makes us, like, cool together? Yeah. Like, like me and Jay-Z vibing. So I, like, looked at him and I was like, um, yeah, uh, so you're from New York, right? And he goes, yo, man, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, man, you got to say Brooklyn, all right? He was, like, really nice. But he was like, yo, not just New York, Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm from Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, that's what's up, that's what's up. And then I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had nothing to say. I felt like, why, why? I Honestly, that what the amount say? of pressure that I I can't even imagine. I've seen Beyonce in person at like, this is just me dropping like my brag shit too. I'm like, I can let me brag. I just <laughs> walked by her at the Vanity Fair Oscar party because I was like working for Vanity Fair. So that was very chic. But the fact that I was even yes. in a room like where she wasn't standing above me, you know, where like we were on the same floor. It's like, I cannot fucking believe that Beyonce is here. I mean, this is to me like the Mahatma. Beyonce. This is like Gandhi walking basically right by me. Unbelievable. When I met her, I literally... I had all this that I wanted to say to her. Like, you were the first number I ever performed in drag in 2009. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening. And all I could do was repeat everything that she said to me. Like, she was like, oh, you were so good. I was like, you're so good. You're so good. (laughs) And she was like, thank you. I could tell you were really in it by watching your face. I was like, I watched your face. I watched your face. (laughs) It's amazing. You must have been the cutest kid. I know you've posted pictures of you as a little boy and you were just, you could eat you up. I mean, so cute. Were you, you were, a, oh, you were a good you. kid. Got me out of a lot. Yeah. No, you're, I mean, you're still so I, cute. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, you better stop. You, you are. So I'm lo- I've been looking at so you the whole time. Self. How's your mom doing, by the way? Oh, Deb is good. She's in there right now. You know, I'm quarantined oh. in Paris, Texas. I've been here for the last eight months with my family. I live in LA, but when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, let me, this will probably last like two weeks, three weeks. So let me just run on to Texas real quick and spit it with the Deb. And uh, my mom has recently moved to Paris uh, to help take care of my grandma. Uh, and so we were all we were all in this house together. It's a house that I actually bought for my grandmother last oh my August God. Um, as a surprise. And now we're all living in it. So, hey, it worked out for you. But I know that you're very close with your mom. So it's been OK. No, I'm going to tell you. But here's the deal. When you come home and I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but I automatically go back into almost it feels like I'm. 12 That's what now. I mean. Now, this is a new house. Yeah. So it's not. But when I we were at my grandma's old house. I was like, I'm back in the room that I like grew up in. So, and they all treat me like, you know, I'm 12. Some of it I like, which is like DJ breakfast is ready. Okay. Ooh, poor me. I don't know how to cook. Somebody help me, please. <laughs> you know? Oh, well, I don't know what to do with this fork. Someone it's like me, alphabet you know, cereal. Bad. You're like, yummy, my favorite. <laughs> it's like for little babies. Totally. Yeah. It's like if you get sick and your mom or someone is there to take care of you, you're like, oh, I love this. But it's also like... You know, I, I, I'm an adult. I'm in my 30s and you can't, you know, you guys shouldn't expect me home at a certain hour. Of course, now I don't have to worry about right. that. But it's, you know, there are certain things that you get accustomed to. I have to say, though, this has been I would have never wished for a pandemic on us to lock us all in. But it's been a huge blessing to me because, you know, I've been on the road for the past eight years consistently. 2018, I did a, a tour, 184 cities around the world. Wow. I performed on six out of seven <gasps> continents, even just in that one year. Antarctica is the only one I got left. And yes, I'm doing a penguin. Number I would shit. Please let me but, come. Uh, <laughs> I, I will be your roadie. I'll strike sets. Let me come with you in Antarctica, please. Okay, come on. I've already looked it up. There is a, a Ponant cruise that goes ah. from uh, South America down to Antarctica around Ushuaia and back. So uh, just think about Wait, that I'm, for one I've year. I've thought about it and we're going and you just tell me when. And, and I'm all great on cruises. I never get Legionnaire's disease. I love the food. I'm fun. Yeah, oh, well, that's a win. I'm that's a fun. win. I'm yeah. fun. Go on. But honestly, it, it gave me this opportunity to be back in the house with my family and to really reconnect with them. You know, I keep, I come home for holidays mm-hmm. and I'm on the phone with my mom like consistently. But being here really showed me how hard she works, number one, in, you know, giving up her freedom and, you know, in individual life in Dallas to move back to Paris to help take care of my grandma who's 82, who's in a wheelchair. And my grandma is just so sweet. And, and it also showed me so much around that I could be of service, yeah. like how much I can help out and how much that I can help bring joy. And, you know, I, I run things a little, you know, I'm type A fish, Scorpio. I want to bring in Scorpies. certain levels of efficiency <gasps> that'll make this work, mm-hmm. you know? So it's been really nice. I got rooms painted here at the house. Now, let's be honest. My mom, she's the handy one. She painted the rooms, but I picked the color. See, this color that I do. in this room right now is Dusty Rose. I would call it aubergine, interestingly enough. It's giving me like, it is a Dusty Rose. It's kind of more purpley to me, but it's not the point. I don't want to waste time on the color, but yeah. Take that up with Glidden. Take that up with Glidden, okay? Whatever, the, how you pronounce that paint. Glidden? Glidden. 
Clinton. Take yeah, the uh, uh-huh. it's the paint. I'll samples. bring it up. I'll bring it up. Wait, Chance, because I know you don't have a lot. Of, but it's been nice. I, first of all, you've. I feel like if it were up to me, I would keep you here until the sun was coming up and we were both out of our minds. Like I don't ever want to stop talking to you, which is I realize impossible. But I do want to ask you. This is a good date. You should bring Patty Labelle. Next I know. Time. I'm great on dates. <laughs> By the way, aren't I good? I ask questions. I answer. I let like equal. It's it's. I'm such a great date. But you know what the problem is? There are no men left. It's like this, this what? town, New York has, I just had, I wa- was walking with a friend of mine today. We were talking about it and I don't know what has happened in this city. And this was before the pandemic. So I won't even use the pandemic as the excuse, but just men just don't know how to act anymore. It's crazy. It's like the littlest things, See, the littlest things. And that's weird to me, Michelle, because originally I thought, you know, New York is the biggest city. I know it's going to have the most men, but you know what? It's also I believe that in a city like New York, everything is go, 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 get, get, get. And there are so many people, no one wants to really settle down. You come to Texas and they're like, honey, we're buying a home and we're going to, I can't oh. live in this home by myself. I need a if wife. If I move to oh, Texas, I need some kids. And I would be the Christy Turlington of Texas. Like, I, I don't know why. <laughs> yes, I'm would. like, I'm, I'm fat in New York. And if I moved to Texas, I'd be so, people would be like, do you eat? I'd be like, no, I don't eat. <laughs> I would be so, I would be miniature there. That's obviously a stereotype, but you know what I'm saying by that. I just feel like I want to move to a town where if I'm a six here, let me be an eight in like a different place. You know what I mean? But it's fine. Oh, baby, you Uh, are a 10. And I think anytime you walk into a room, you already know. First of all, you have this beautiful hair. And I've always said this about you. You have like this, I love that kind of like brownish auburny kind of hair and you Thank know how you. to party you have these beautiful like model like eyes oh my god chance we are on a date just smile and you're also fun who wants to be married or I tied know. up with someone that you're not having a good time that's what i told my cousin the other day you know if you're gonna get married baby please be a good friend with the person for at least two years beforehand don't be no 90 day fiance don't be no married at first sight like be a friend of someone, and that's why I say, even for me dating, I I want to. Maybe I already know them, or maybe I met them. In yeah, my I like what you're saying. Because I want to be friends. Would you ever date one of the other um, drag race girls? Oh, you know me. I would date anybody. I'd give everybody a chance. Probably why I have a horrible <laughs> reputation. But uh, <laughs> I feel like this podcast, no. you know, I'm a great matchmaker. And you know that the only people who listen to this podcast are women and gay men. So I feel like there might be, like, I don't know. I'm getting a vibe right now, Shanji. Like, you never know. Don't you start feeling my inbox, girl. Look Everybody at my face. Me. I heard you was looking for Look at my face. Look at this. This is, there's no filler. This is just fat. Like it's, I'm ready to make something happen for you. I'm excited. Well, you better, here's the one thing that I'm looking for in this okay, stage of go. my life. I need to be inspired. I need to feel like I need to pull up even more in order to live up to the standard yeah. of my boo. Like, and I need to be able to look at you, like, look at my boo. He is doing it. And when I go and talk to you, talk about you to other people, I want to brag too. But by husband. the way, oh, baby, he just invented a cure for COVID. You know, my husband, you know, the one that invented the cure. For I COVID. love, I yeah, want to marry him too. I hope that their partner is at the lab and that I, we can just, yes. I want, let's marry lab partners. That's a rom-com. That's our rom-com, girl. <gasps> That's our Kate Hudson and our Anne Hathaway. Wait, we actually should write, that would be my dream because you, Lab Wars. Lab Wars. Lab Wars is so... Or Lab Whores <laughs> is another one. I'm trying to think of what... Lab, lab Partners. <laughs> lab Partners. There's there are lab things. Wait a minute. Absolutely Labulous. Yes. There's a cute... Yes. There's a lot... From drag to lab. For, yes. Absolutely drag. Ab, ab Lab. lab. 
I, Shanji, I would die to work with you again. And I say it again because we worked on like a 10 second promo. I'm like, oh, my old coworker, Shangela. But really, you are <laughs> one of the funniest. Like, wait, do you remember? Can I say one funny thing though that is, it just makes me laugh? And this is not to make you look bad at all. It's obviously hilarious. I interviewed you on Sirius. What was it like a month ago? It was recently, two months ago, maybe over the phone. Obviously, it sucks because we're not Zooming. It's, you know, just voice early in the morning. Or, you know what I'm going to say? I know exactly you know what, what you're going to say. say. Early, I and exactly. I was so sad. I was like, oh my God, my girl's change. I love him. Like, I can't wait. This is going to be so fun. And then um, you were so great in the interview because you're obviously funny and the best. And then after it was, and I was like, oh, so great to talk to you. I was so excited. And then after the whole thing was over, you went, I, like, we're off air. You go, wait, is this Michelle? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I had no clue. I was like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> It clicked. I'm going to tell you, because, you know, we do these press tours. Yeah, a lot of course. Of times, no, I get it. Back to back to back to back yeah. to back. And I try my best a lot of times to, like, look up who I'm talking to or ask my publicist, Charlie, who's amazing, to say, like, tell me who I'm talking to or whatever. And they do. But, you know, we get so many. So I'm like, all right, baby, here we go. Crank yeah, me of in. Course. Crank me in. Let's do it. And you have one of those, like, voices. So when I'm talking to you, I'm like, oh, this girl, we're having a good time. And it didn't click to me because I knew you as Michelle, not necessarily Michelle Collins. Yeah. And, and the Michelle Collins. So, and Michelle is, you know, a, a beautiful name. But of course, so there are so, a couple, probably other Michelles somewhere out there. So I literally, at the end of it, because I was like, this is my home. Wait a sec. This can't be my homegirl. Michelle? And you literally were like, yes, girl, Michelle. And I was like, oh my God. I felt so No, stupid, it made me girl. laugh I felt so, so much. Bad. So I'm glad that I, we could have this podcast at least to reconnect. And so you see me. I put such... Wait, do you ever shop at Fashion Nova? I've, I'm obsessed. I know you have to go. It's We have a minute. I have not. You know, I'm not a good uh, online Ooh. shopper. My friend Nick uh, Vosian shops a lot for me online. He'll send me links to stuff and I'll just be like, just, please just get it for me because... My, I'm short. I've like an extra small at the H and M or a small. Oof. It's always hard to find clothes for me, and I've never. I have to try stuff on in order to know if it's going to yeah, look fair right enough. on me. I can't order online, and I'm so bad. If I order something, I'm never sending it back. Even if I don't like it, even if I open, I'm like that's horrible. I'm just not a sender backer. But person. like this I shit is so cheap. I, I just don't follow. This through. shit is so cheap, and I'm yeah. saying, oh, for this real? is thirty dollars. This thing I have on, I have like its little mini dress, thirty bucks. It's cute. I mean, you can't see it. I don't feel like oh, you look it's cute. cute. See, as a boy, I'm so plain Jane. Like right now, I'm in this purple um, Spirit Day t-shirt from Glad because I, you know, I love Glad and I support no bullying. But honestly, they send it to me for free in the mail. So anything, I, I got a ton of in my, you know, I mean, I got my pandemic clothes. Remember, I came here thinking I was going to stay. Oh in my Paris god, for three weeks. yeah. And so I've been living out of those same suitcases for the last three weeks, besides the anything that I've ordered online. So. I'm just easy breezy. I don't go nowhere. Where I go? Walmart, TikTok. I'm good. I know that your publicist is going to actually drag me out with a hook. So last question, because I promised <laughs> I'd ask you about it. Are you besties with Gaga? Have you talked to Bradley? I need to know. You know that when I saw the best part of A Star is Born, when you showed up on that screen, I an egg, an ostrich egg fell out of my V-hole. I was like, I cannot believe that Shangela's in this movie. Just 10 seconds, because I know you have to go. I'm going to give you 25 seconds. I got to tell you, I would lick that woman's toenail. I love Lady Gaga. I am so thankful to her and to Bradley. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say it mostly to Gaga um, and, and to Bradley because I don't want Bradley coming back and getting me. Mr. Cooper, I'm sorry. You know, I love you. But I remember um, the audition for this film, A Star is Born. 
And they were originally casting a role that was a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. And I didn't go in for the audition because I was like, look, if they're going spot on Marilyn, baby, that ain't my role. I'm black. She ain't black. I I can put on the blonde wig all day, but I ain't going to look like a Marilyn. I'm not going. Well, I got an email from Bobby Campbell, who's Gaga's manager. And he said, hey, LG and I heard that you didn't come in for the audition. LG really wanted to see you for this role. Is there a reason you didn't go in? Well, wow. well, baby, you don't have to tell me twice who LG is. And if LG is asking for the doll, I went over to Hollywood Twin Costumes. I bought that white little blow-up dress, <gasps> the Maryland. I got the blonde wig. I put a little mole right here, you know, above my lip. And I went over there and I sang, I want to be loved by you. Wow. I all that girl came out the room. I remember getting a call and they said, um, they're not going to go forward with the Maryland role, but they really liked you so much. They're going to write you into it and give you greater dialogue and you're going to be the bar owner and you can be Shangela. And I said, oh, unbelievable. And, I mean, and when I see LG, this is the thing about this is how much. So to answer your question, no, I, I don't think we're besties. I wouldn't go on that. Far. Yeah, I no. don't have her number either. I got everybody else. I, I was going to say, I don't, I don't love that for you. By the way, every time you say LG, <laughs> every time you say LG, I think Lindsey Graham, when I want to like puke. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, oh, don't no, 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 don't no, 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 no. The other LG that we love. Okay, go on though. I, I don't like that you don't have her number, but I'm willing to continue to listen. Go on. No, I don't have her number, but I'll tell you this. Every time that I have seen this woman in person, and we're talking on the set of Star is Born, mm-hmm. we're talking at the SAG Awards where she and Bradley made it uh, possible for me and Willem to attend the SAG Awards and sit at the table Very with nice. them. We're talking, you know, I was able to go to the Oscars and be the first drag queen in drag to ever walk the Oscars red carpet. Um, and then went to the Star is Born premiere in London when we both had on these beautiful gowns and such. When I saw her on that carpet, now mind you, everybody's calling her yeah. name. Everybody. She saw me and she was like, hello, actress. <gasps> you know, that's how she... T- and even when I went to the House Labs launch, when she sees me, she gives me big, real hugs. Yeah. You know, I've performed for her, the Born This Way Foundation in New York with her mother. I just saw her at the concert down in Miami. She called me out when she was doing the Vegas residency. She's going through a list. You know, she's on the piano and she's going, and tonight Gail King is here. And tonight Rita Ora is here. And Christina Aguilera is here. Oh, and my girl Shangela is here. <laughs> and then she proceeded to go, who also deserves her own residency in Vegas. I'm just wow. saying. She said this on the mic at her concert. Okay. Yeah, she's right. This woman really likes me. So I, I I honor her. I love her. She's one of the people who inspired me to do Feed the Queens. Because remember when the pandemic first started and she was like, I called up like the heads of all these companies and raised like $30 million, right? To for to for the world's health. That's what inspired me to get on the phone and start trying to fundraise amongst my, you know, wealthy friends and my fans uh, to help feed our drag community. I love Lady Gaga. I I love this story. And I'm so grateful that you told not just me, everyone listening about it, because I obviously love her so much. And I absolutely agree that you do need a residency. I don't know why you don't have one yet. Hopefully when we're all vaccinated. Let me tell you, I had one. At the, I, I didn't want to tell this to her. I'm about to go. I'm about to end this thing early that you had. She wants to finance. 
If she wants to finance me, that's fine. I'll go back. Where was it? But I, in 2015, no, 16, at the Paris Hotel Casino, I did a show called 53X. Now, I was the hostess and star of the show, but the the people who put it on were also on Chippendales. And I think at the time, they were just a little cautious Mm. about having a drag entertainer. It's like the Shangela show. So it was me and eight dancers, five guys, five girls. And it was a sexy show. Get it, 53X. It spells sex. No one got it. Anyway, I, I didn't um, get it. I didn't get it. I did the show five nights a yeah. week. I lived in Vegas for the whole six month contract. Wow. And um, it was really cool. And like people who are devout, you know, Shanji fans, they will remember. Girl, she was in Vegas. I was on the Jumbotron. I had wow, little buses wow. driving down the streets of the strip with just me on it, honey. Me and a microphone holding like this. Nobody knew what the show was. 53X. 53X. Never forget. <laughs> 53X. I think you said 53 acts. I was like, how long was the show? I don't like the sound of it. Listen, Shanji, I, my love for you, I, I know I'm not as famous or as talented as Lady Gaga, but my love and hers are the same. Because I genuinely could listen to you forever and if anybody deserves to have not I hate to say the word podcast I think this sounds like more than just a podcast but a voice and a platform to just be yourself and be so funny it's you so I'm so excited about your new show it's called Hallelujah Happy Hour on Spotify first episode is already out right so people can listen to it yes with me and Bob the Drag Queen and it's free and it's free and you know I love Bob the Drag Queen also so that's just like a perfect I feel like what a funny pairing too because he's a little more serious than you are yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. She tracks me up and I and I, I get her to giggle too. No, because um, Bob's a little serious, but like geniusly funny. So it's, I love the pairing. I'm excited. And listen, everything you've been doing, you, um, We Are Here is also on uh, HBO. You can watch that on HBO Max, I'm sure. And, and just please keep us posted on everything that you're doing and working on. And the world is waiting for you to just become even bigger and all over the place. I can't wait for it. Thank you so much. Michelle. I really mean I it. Love you, I love you. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.